Hi, welcome to Authentic Conversation with Kim. Thanks for listening, guys. I really appreciate it. I hope you have a wonderful day. I hope that you had great moments. I hope that you was able to mitigate and correct and fix those bad moments. I hope you're able to put your feet up and breathe. Oh, it's so important. It's so important. It's funny that how um, situations, and this is only if you're the kind of person that is reflective. So if you're a reflective person, you kind of look at situations and um, think about yourself. You kind of internalize some things. And I tell you, I look at things so differently now um, in regards to people and their situations. And a lot of the things that I speak about and things that I say is really relational because it's really important how we interact with people and how we deal with people. Um, And I realized that, you know, somebody's bad day doesn't have to be your bad day or their bad um, situation doesn't have to be your situation or I get it like their emergency is not your emergency and we have to learn how to still and all of that you know be compassionate and be understanding and um, even sometimes like shake people up and I've been shaken up on many occasions and I thought about you know there's a scripture that says whom the Lord loveth he chastens and the thing that you will um note about me unless I'm like actually like in the bible like reading it before me in front of me that um I will not um unfortunately be able to direct you to particular scriptures except for like John 3 16 that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son or like Romans I want to say it's Romans chapter 9 or chapter 10 you know if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is God like those scriptures which are like core faith scriptures um I know those and I can like literally like tell you where they are in the Bible Um, And some things like that stick to me, you know, I can do that. Um, But most of the part is like I know it's in there and I've read it and it's just applicable. And so I will express it or the Lord's Prayer, you know, Psalms um, 23 or the proverbial woman 31. You know, those things, Ephesians chapter 6, like those certain things that I can like point you to. But for the most part, a lot of the things like um, that I might reference I'm not able to quote them and the one thing that I um, would always refrain from doing was quoting scripture only because you know we grew up and said like the devil could quote scripture too and I never wanted to be equated to saying <laughs> and so that was one it's like a trick kind of thing of the enemy where I did not um gravitate to memorizing scripture and I know someone who like memorized it and know exactly where everything is and can tell you where everything is but again won't live it don't live it can't live it you know refuse to live it rather and so um I just wanted to say that
But I think about is the scripture that says, like, whom he loveth, he chastens, you know. And and it says that at the time of the chastening, it does not um, seem nice. It's, you, you don't like it. You know, it's just like when you have to discipline your child. You don't, like, the parent is not really, like, enthused about having to spank or having to, you know, correct or whatever or time out or whatever it is that you do as a parent. But yet, and still, you do it because... Uh, the mere fact that you know that if you don't, then either someone else will or at least that child astray. And I believe a lot of the things that we have gone through, and, and especially for me, I can speak for myself, that I've gone through has been chastening, has been correction. You know, it does say scripture is for correction and reproof and it's a couple of, like, four things it is for the teaching and the reproof and, and in essence, in, in the book of Timothy. And so when I um, think about that, and I am um, knowledgeable about it, but again, to reference to it, unless it's right in front of me, I'm unfortunately at this present moment in time not able to do that. But I encourage you to read the Bible, um, and this is a side part, but I encourage you to read it because again, there's some good principles in it. And for those who are faith walkers and faith believers or striving to be in a faith or striving to know more about the faith, the Bible um, is like a um, textbook if you will. So I think that, you know, you would gleam a lot of information to know more about God and how he interacts with humanity and people um, and his children and those that are not his children. And then what our responsibilities are as, you know, those who say that we hold to the faith. And so I think about that. And I also think about um, in dealing with people you know, how are we supposed to do that? And the standard is really high if you, you know, consider yourself a believer, you know, turning the other cheek and, you know, walking, uh, if they ask you to walk a mile, walk two, if they ask you for your coat, giving the other one, you know, um, doing the others as you have them and doing to you, you know, love God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, and strength. So those things are really all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, right? So those are like core things and walking and it's really a challenge but there's this thing called um sanctification that um the faith speaks about and in sanctification it is deemed as a process so you know I knew a girl who she ran wild crazy and everything and when she got saved she got saved I always say she got saved for real for real because again it was just some things that she just never did again and she just really like was just sold out for God and for me I felt like you know there was so still some things that you know were lingering that I had to get delivered from or that I had to um make a decision not to do and then there's some things that just like fell off like it's just some things that just no longer interested me and no more things that I no want I no longer wanted to do and things that I wanted to do more things that I wanted to um understand things that I wanted to I gravitated towards and so that in my mind is a part of the sanctification process then you think about Paul like Paul in the scriptures which is considered the apostle Paul um he according to the story and how he was like he crucified Christians for a long time and then you know it's this divine encounter 
and they, you know, and it's a familiar story to Moses, Damascus Road, and and the story that God blinds him, you know, and I don't know if it was because of the, you know, the overwhelmness of God, because scripture says that we can't even look upon him, right, um, in his fullness and all his glory, imagine that, right, and so he blinds him, and so I don't know if that's a chastening, you understand what I'm saying? I don't know, but I know that he went and then he had to go and show himself to a particular man who was waiting, awaiting him. And he received his sight. Once he received his sight, now he becomes his sold out God for Jesus and for the Lord and for teaching about Jesus and the Lord and no longer crucifying Christians. And so when I think about the chastening of the Lord and I think about how people, um, have to accept it for what it is you know and if that's what it is because again you know you do have a couple of dynamics in it involved but when it's God doing it when it's God doing the chastening you know it says that it shall um reap a benefit at the end of it and so a lot of things that we go through and I'm saying all of this say like we're going through stuff people are going through stuff and like I said the year is not even over yet (laughs) And so we don't even know where to be holes, but of course we still remain hopeful. And, you know, you have the decision aspect of it, you know, decisions that we make. But I thought about being, you know, the bigger person as always, but being grown up and accepting it for what it is and taking the onus. And I think we have a lot of people who refuse to take responsibility for the things that they've done. And again, I think about, things that you do and things that you've done and I think they are um or can be seen as mutually exclusive because you have continuously knows that you know of repeat offenders or you have people who are in duress or just in a bad situation or just made a bad decision or you know just went the wrong way or was you know tricked or whatever you know it's it's and it's case-by-case basis. And we have to be able to figure out for ourselves and for the other person is that what it is. Like, is this just a person that's just got an attitude all day and something wrong? And with where I am encountering different people, I'm able to see them individually and not group them together, you know, and to take them on a one-on-one kind of thing. And that helps tremendously because then you realize that how unique and different we are even culturally within our cultures within our religions you know within our gender it's still this uniqueness about us and I think that we owe it to one another to be able to find that uniqueness and speak to that uniqueness and deal with that uniqueness and work with that uniqueness um in order again to resolve whatever needs to be resolved to help whatever needs to be helped to fix whatever needs to be fixed to address whatever needs to be addressed to chase whatever needs to be chasing like that's what I believe ought to be and then from that you get a better understanding about yourself and then you want that for yourself you want people to see you and not generalize you and not group you together or not make an assumption about you based on any information that they may have received without knowing you or any information they may perceive or think about. And 
I think that's a fair um, request. I think it's a fair request that, you know, what, what Martin said to judge me by the content of my character, you know what I mean? Um, to deal with me according to me and my name and my information and my business, not so much as, oh, here comes a, a woman and therefore I'm going to deal with her as I deal with all women. Or here comes a woman in this kind of situation and I'm going to deal with her as, all situ- as I deal with all women in this situation. Or here comes a black woman and I'm going to deal with her. Like, you know, and that's one of the problems that we face in our society where there is this generalization in this grouping together and not seeing us as human beings and not seeing us as individuals um, in regards to our situations because they vary and they're different. And everybody is not the same and everybody is not, you know, out to hurt you and again when I think about this stuff and I deal with it I have it it helps me personally because then my mind is a little bit more open and I have a lot more flexibility and um getting again you know a level of tolerance for some things but also knowing that even in that you know being able to discern certain attributes and certain behaviors and certain spirits that um pose themselves and being able to address them accordingly and so even when I pray and I pray for you guys and I pray for myself you know I ask for direction and again that's just based on your spiritual life and what you attribute to your peace and your joy and your health you understand what I mean and so I do attribute my faith to God And I do attribute, you know, and even in that, when we say that, you know, it's such an expectation for those that are onlookers and for should be one for self, you know, to expect God to show up, to expect God to show himself strong on my behalf and your behalf, to expect him to answer our prayers. And even in that, and I've mentioned this before, and our praying is not so much as having him to you know, um, fix it without fixing us, without aiding us, without helping us, without teaching us. And even in that fixing, it is a level of chastisement, of correction. You understand what I mean? Because again, I believe that, you know, it's not for us to harm each other or for us to be harmed. And sometimes, you know, some of the correction and the chastening is to keep us out of harm's way, to keep us from um, a major detriment. And so I do appreciate that as I've lived and learned and grown, I know that I've been um, safeguarded from a lot of things, a lot of things. And so I say thank you. I was speaking about my mom today with somebody, and I was talking about how we grew up and how um, she ran her household and how at the time as a child, like, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you doing the most. And we wasn't even saying we do what you doing the most at that time. But as I've gotten older and I've grown and I've lived and I've learned and I've seen some things, I'm so appreciative of the way she ran her household. I'm so appreciative of the way she disciplined us. You know, I'm so appreciative because to just 
feel like you get in the way or to get away and not have somebody pull your coattail and not have somebody say, okay, no, that's not okay. That's not all right for society. Or, you know, you need to be smarter. You need to be brighter. You need to pay attention. You need to think like, you know, who does that? You know, for somebody to say that without us being offended or feeling some kind of way and take heed. And again, it's only predicated on you respect the individual that's speaking to you. That's, I mean, again, because anybody can speak, but for somebody to be able to speak to you and to speak to you whereas it makes sense, it has to be some level of respect for that person or appreciation for it. You know, it has to be um, some acceptance of it. And so, again, and I've mentioned this before, and I probably will forever, um, as my podcast exists, say thank you because um, I know most is, is, is not listening just to hear if I'm gonna um, say something crazy or off the cuff or whatever but I believe that you're listening because you, I say something that makes sense or I say something that encourages you or say something that makes you laugh or says or say something that makes you think and that you want me to be um, successful and you want to be successful as a, a human being, like a decent human being. Like at the end of the day, we just want to be decent human beings. My goodness. And, you know, it's important throughout the day just to be a decent human being, if nothing else. And it costs nothing to be a decent human being. You know, and granted, and I and I had somebody the other day that's like, oh, no, matter of fact, today, and they're like, I do the right thing, and I do this, and I do this, and people, and I'm like, and it's hard because you want to do the right thing, and it's people that want to take advantage of that, or people that want to hurt that, or people who don't appreciate that, and I get it, but I want to encourage you, like, don't stop being a decent human being, because ultimately, in my mind, and even as you know the scripture scriptures read that decent human beings and those that are doing the right thing and those are of a um, good heart and a right heart even in your faltering and failing and messing up that because you're decent and you're aiming to be just decent and you're aiming to right wrongs that eventually it pays off eventually eventually and I've said it before like the wicked they will not prosper it might look like they are, but it's fraudulent. It won't work. And so I want to encourage this one tonight um, to, to stay the course. To stay the course. And the devil's time is winding up. And he's mad and he's upset. And he's disappointed, and I've said this before as well. Like, he's trying to take as many people as he can take. And again, the, the point... I'm aiming to make in regards to that is that, you know, you can act like or we could pretend that there's not some spiritualness that goes along with all of this stuff, but it is, and we can't discount it. We can act like it. We can ignore it, but I find it interesting that you can say Psalms 23, you know, or you can say God is good, or you can say Lord have mercy, or you could say, God, help me. And we can say these things. Or the devil is a lie. You know I say that. <laughs> the devil is a lie. It's a liar. Um, we can say these phrases. 
and yet and still when it comes to those things that created the phrases or those things that exist the phrases or the meaning thereof we don't want to investigate that we don't want to learn more about that and so I, I just find that um, very interesting and intriguing. And so that's really um, all that I had to say on tonight. Those are my thoughts. Um, tomorrow is um, going to be a good day. It's a better day. And um, have a good night. Have a good night. And sweet dreams and peace be with you and in your home imagine my face